You carry your audience in your pocket. Everywhere you go, it follows you. And the approval of your audience is intoxicating. A notification lights up your screen and endorphins start to rush. People are listening to you. We are all addicted to approval. Every like is a round of applause from our digital audience and a hit of dopamine to our brains, validating who we are. We curate a brand we attempt to project to the world, carefully selecting how we present ourselves, the clothes we wear, the filters we add, and the lifestyle we project are all an effort to draw attention from our audience. You carry your audience in your pocket, but it's not just online. Take a moment and think through the day ahead of you. Who will you spend time with today? What do those people think of you? What does your spouse think of you? What does your boss think? How about your kids? In what ways are your actions related to what these people think of you? Who is your audience? How are you performing for them? And why? When is the last time you intentionally withdrew to spend time away from your audience? Are you willing to get alone and withdraw into the desert, a place with no audience? where you are alone, stripped of the masks and filters you put on yourself, and forced to reckon with who you really are. What would it look like to engage? To wake up? To let go of your audience? For Solitude by John O'Donohue May you recognize in your life the presence, power, and light of your soul. May you realize that you are never alone, that your soul in its brightness and belonging connects you intimately with the rhythm of the universe. May you have respect for your individuality and difference May you realize that the shape of your soul is unique, that you have a special destiny here, that behind the facade of your life, there is something beautiful and eternal happening. May you learn to see yourself with the same delight, pride, and expectation with which God sees you in every moment. Solitude. What comes to mind when you hear that word? Is it wilderness? Desert? Emptiness? Wasteland? Or is it seclusion? Withdrawal? Privacy? Peace? 
No matter how the word hits you at first, if you engage solitude, you will find that it is both emptiness and peace. As we continue our journey into the desert, we discover there's still more for us to release, more for us to learn to let go. As we embrace and engage solitude, we discover what it means to let go of the opinions of others. Solitude forces us to engage, to wake up, to sober up, to ask the question, what do I think of me? And for all of us who cringe or twitch when we hear those words, to stay and wrestle with the answers that come flooding. Henry Nouwen says it like this, Solitude is not a private therapeutic place. Rather, it is the place of conversion, the place where the old self dies and the new self is born. In solitude, I get rid of my scaffolding. No friends to talk with, no telephone calls to make, no meetings to attend, no music to entertain, no books to distract, just me. Naked, vulnerable, weak, sinful, deprived, broken, nothing. It is this nothingness that I have to face in my solitude, a nothingness so dreadful that everything in me wants to run to my friends, my work, and my distractions so that I can forget my nothingness and make myself believe that I am worth something. The wisdom of the desert is that the confrontation with our own frightening nothingness forces us to surrender ourselves totally and unconditionally to the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as living in the desert teaches us the true value of water and shelter, practicing solitude teaches us the true value of all the voices in our lives and in our heads. This helps us avoid placing too much stock in the voices of others or in our own voice. This Lenten season, take the invitation to practice solitude. May you have the courage to venture into the void where you come to terms with your own brokenness. May you carve out intentional time to stop being buzzed by all the distractions and voices. May you have the perseverance to remain there until you begin to recognize and hear the voice of God, reminding you how much he's always loved you, reminding you again that he will continue to love you. May you know his voice as the very source of all that is good, vibrant, and thriving. May you be reborn. Lord Jesus, will you meet me in the desert, in the morning, when I'm hungry? When I'm weak, Lord Jesus, meet me. Lord Jesus, have mercy in the valley in the evening. 
I'm thirsty Be my drink Lord Jesus have mercy on me Lord Jesus have mercy Jesus, will you meet me in the desert, in the morning, and when I'm hungry, when I'm weak, Lord Jesus, meet me, Lord Jesus. As we invite you into solitude, consider these suggested practices. The invitation is to create space. Space for yourself, away from others. Space for your soul. Space where you can have eyes to see and ears to hear. Space to engage God in a new way, or perhaps an old way returning to practices which have been meaningful for you in the past. Go outside to experience God in the earthiness of creation. Begin with a 20-minute walk in your neighborhood. Maybe you take a 20-minute walk every day during Lent. As you do, engage your senses. What do you smell? What do you hear? Bring awareness to your body, to your breath, and to your surroundings. Find something small. Find something overwhelmingly large. Let God speak to you through his beauty, through simple sounds, through the breeze on your skin. Another contemplative practice is to walk a labyrinth. There are several around Houston, in particular at St. Thomas University, next to the chapel, and one beautifully carved out of grass at the Ruwa Center at the Via de Mattel. Walking a labyrinth is a beautiful way to slow your pace. It is not a maze, but a path to follow. We walk into the center where you stay as long as you like, and then we journey outward following the path back to the beginning. There are so many metaphors and images which arise on the twists and turns of the journey of a labyrinth. It does not take long 
but it can offer a profound encounter with the living God, and it can help you see your own journey in an entirely new light. As you seek solitude, you may find it helpful to set aside an extended period of time. Make a personal retreat day. For this, you can go anywhere other than your home or your office. Be intentional with the day. Maybe weave in several different spiritual disciplines or experiences. The Ruah Center at the Via de Mattel is a particularly sacred place where you can set aside time to spend in solitude. Or maybe you go to the beach, to some forested paths, or to an art museum, allowing God to speak to you through the creativity and beauty of others. Solitude isn't isolation. It is intentionally seeking out God's company, reading scripture and asking, God, what are you uniquely saying to me in this moment? Asking God, who am I without an audience? Who am I without anyone to help? Who am I when I am only with you? Be open to what you see and what you hear and what you find. Journal, write poetry, sketch, paint, make music. Create in whatever ways the Spirit moves you. May the Spirit move you as you explore the adventure of solitude.